Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. A lot to get to today. Real quick, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster, and Thornton and Blake Street Tavern. Like I said, just a lot to get to. I can't wait to get to these headlines. I do want to tell you, I'm prepping for a Hot Ones challenge against... Kip Wilson of Stoned Appetite, and Kip's like a food nerd, okay? And that I, that's a nice thing to say. It's okay to be a nerd, but we're getting into a hot, it's basically you're eating a bunch of hot, different hot sauces on chicken wings, and you see who can handle it the best. Now, I got to be honest, I used to do these competitions kind of back in the day when I worked at Chipotle. And I've told you guys that before. People would put money on the table. And me being the white boy in the restaurant, people would bet against me. And I would always do this to the new employees. They're like, oh, pincho. What it was it? I don't know how to say fucking gringo, but whatever. Pinche gringo, something like that. What It's been a long time since I've been in that environment. But anyway, they would always bet against me. And I would eat raw super hot peppers and sometimes they'd bring them in from their homes and that's how I, I made some extra cash it was great now that being said I love hot sauce but I'm not a huge fan of really over-the-top hot sauces so this is going to be interesting for me because I love remember Burns and McCoy I love Burns and McCoy they do a great hot sauce and what I love about them and listen they're not a sponsor anymore but I love their product the thing with them is they would have some really hot sauces, but there was always really good flavor within the, them. So that's what I loved about it. So I like that, but I don't know what I'm getting into because there's plenty of hot sauces out there that their only objective is to just bring the heat. And they lack flavor. They lack body. And it's just like liquid heat on your tongue. And it's just like, what's the point of that? So Fingers crossed there's some Burns and McCoy in there, maybe some Murph's condiments in there. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting into, so I'm a little nervous about that. But I do love hot sauce, so I'm excited as well. I'm trying to get Alfred Williams, former Denver Bronco, to pop in and be a special guest with us to do it. I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know. Most likely with Alfred, if he decides to do it, He's going to tell me, he's going to shoot me at a, a text right as we're starting to record. That's what's going to happen because that's Al. That's how he works. Or he just won't respond to me until like two days later and be like, oh, did you guys already shoot that? Like, yeah. When I sent the text, I said, hey, can you do it on this particular date? That's what that means. <laughs> that's what, that's Al for you. I love Al. But Jesus. So we'll see what happens. I, look for that on Mile High Life. And obviously, Mile High Life is in association with Mile High Sports. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens. Kip's talking all a whole bunch of shit already. And I'm going to hold my head high, walk into that competition, and just see how well it goes. I might hold my own during the competition, but I'm going to regret it on the drive home. Because i got to go drive down to the tech center which is a roughly 35-minute drive from my house, and then I got to drive back. And before I get home, 
I got to pick up my kids from school. So there's a chance I may shit my pants. <laughs> and I'm concerned about that. Because sometimes, sometimes hot food just runs right through me. So we'll see. Hey, guys, I may ruin some pants today. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be embarrassing. I, I can't get out of the car. <laughs> Why? You got to get out of the car to pick up your kids. I shit my pants. <laughs> Please, God. Somebody get a hose. All right, you know what we need to do? Let's dust this thing off. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> well, we have an update from yesterday's episode. And yesterday, I said, I call bullshit if they find this thing. And sure enough, they did. The This... Missing deadly radioactive capsule that's the size of a grain of rice, mind you. They found it in Australia. Remember how I told you it was on this 870-mile stretch of Australia? And they they can't find it. If, if you come in contact with it, it's like taking the equivalent of 10 x-rays in one hour. It's just not good for you and potentially deadly, depending on how long and close you're exposed to it. Well, they found it using radi radiation detectors. And literally, it's like finding a needle in a haystack and they found it. Part of me says bullshit, but yeah, I guess if you have the radio radiation detectors, whatever they're officially called, you have those out and, and you're just scoping the, the roadways but man, that just seems so far-fetched that they found it. But good, good. If they found it for legit, <laughs> that's great. Good for them. I just call bullshit. I don't believe it. Don't believe it. They're like, pick up this grain of rice and say it's the capsule. Okay, sweet. Meanwhile, people are puking their guts out in another, you know, you know, town. I don't know. I don't know. I that's me. That's me being skeptical and not believing anybody. I don't believe anybody. Unless I see it for myself, I call bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit. Scientists, speaking of scientists, they plan on de-extincting, if that's officially a word, the dodo bird after 300 years. It's been extinct for 300 years, and they're like, you know what? Let's play God. Fuck it. Let's do this shit. Let's bring back the dodo bird. And they plan on doing this, and they plan on releasing it into the wild. Now, part of me says that's kind of cool, because they had said that other scientists were they're in the process currently of bringing back the woolly mammoth, and they're going to that, release that up into mm, the Arctic Circle, and that's going to help with permafrost and all this shit, and that will help with releasing... Uh, carbon monoxide into the atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. There's a big reason for it. So th this isn't new of bringing something back from extinction. The reason for the woolly mammoth, I guess there's, there's a grander reason to doing it. But this one, the dodo bird, it's just because. And it's kind of interesting to think about because these dodo birds have nothing to 
learn from. They're going to be born. They don't the the first generation. They have no parents. It'll be interesting to find out how they learn their habits. How do they learn how to feed themselves and, and shit like that? So that's going to be interesting. I imagine they're going to introduce them to something that's similar as far as what they believe a similar species is so that they can learn from them. And that's that's how they'll do it. But it, it, it's, it's interesting, exciting. But then, God damn it, it just has me going back to this whole Jurassic World shit. And we're playing with D- dino DNA. <laughs> we're playing with that. And now, you know, we're bringing back the dodo, the woolly mammoth. Somebody is going to bring back a fucking dinosaur. You know they are. And that's fucking scary. Scary. I thought I had that dino DNA soundbite. I was hoping to find it. Then I was just going to drop it in there and go, dino DNA. How the fuck do I not have that? Dino DNA. Fuck it. Probably deleted it. I'm so dumb. Anyway. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a good idea? I... I I don't see the point of bringing back a species, especially the dodo. You can make a case for the woolly mammoth because they're going to they're going to crossbreed it with the Asian elephant, and that's going to be released in the Arctic Circle area. And then what's going to happen is they're gonna they're gonna keep the permafrost and some shit like that. And basically, it just helps the the gases from releasing from the ground and going up into the atmosphere and causing more damage to the earth and the ozone layer and all that other shit and causing global warming and all that stuff. Okay. There's a plan. There's a reason for it. And scientists think that that's going to help the dodo bird. It's just like, fuck, it looks funny and adorable. Let's bring it back to life. Okay. Then somebody's going to be like, look at the T-Rex. It's so adorable and and cute. Look at the little tiny arms. Rawr! Let's bring it back to life and release it onto a city. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, like, I I appreciate the brains on these scientists, but you're, you're fucking with shit. And maybe these individuals doing the dodo and the woolly mammoth, they're going to take things seriously and be conscious about what they try to revive. But there's going to be irresponsible scientists out there that are going to try to bring back a species, an animal that shouldn't be brought back, like something from the Jurassic era, something like that. Think of Jurassic Park. Do you want a bunch of uh, velociraptors running around? No. No. And listen, you may breed all females, but uh, nature will find a way. Okay? To quote the great Jeff Goldblum, okay? I, I'm just hesitant on that. Like I said, I appreciate the intelligence that goes into this in the thought process of it. And, and it's, it's, it's great. But do you need to do it? No, you don't. They don't even have a habitat to go to because it's dominated by other species now. It's just wild. And now, keep in mind, the dodo went extinct because of humans. So it'll be interesting 
to see how this plays out and how they thrive. Will they thrive? I don't know. Let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Is there a species of animal that you wish that scientists actually would bring back? And is there a good reason for it? Or do you just want to see something cool? Saber-toothed tiger would be fucking awesome. Big old fucking chompers running after. That would be scary as fuck. A lion or a tiger in general or a panther, mountain lions. We just talked about mountain lions the other day. Those things are frightening enough. Could you imagine one with giant freaking fangs coming after you? Just looking at you, I'd shit my pants. Talking about crapping yourself. Well, I soiled myself. It just looked at you. Did you look at it? Huh? That thing? Oh, yeah, shit my pants too. I'll be damned. Those things are frightening. I think I'd probably soil myself if I came face-to-face with a mountain lion or a tiger. Man, you look like going back to that Derek Wolf photo of him holding up that giant mountain lion that he he killed with the bow and arrow. And you look how big that thing is. That thing is ginormous. And that's not even like the biggest of the cat, you know, species. Imagine a tiger right in front of you and it's pissed off and wants you out of its way. Whether it wants to kill you, eat you, or whatever. Oh, that's frightening. So frightening. Hey, we got more uh, headlines coming your way. But first, the championship is here. And there's no better place to wager on the football title than Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prep bets in the business. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to, to wager than Superbook Sports. There's not. Win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports Colorado app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches football. At first, I wasn't going to talk about this, but the more I think about it, one, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's mostly just fucked up. And it just makes me mad. And then I'm also doing this chicken wing hot ones challenge coming up today. And I'm like, this needs to be addressed. The food service director of an impoverished South Suburban School District is accused of stealing $1.5 million worth of food Mainly chicken wings. That's according to official court documents. What kind of sick bitch steals from children in need? And what kind of sick bitch steals chicken wings? My God, my favorite food item. And you're fucking willy-nilly with it, stealing it? Seriously? The court accused Vera Liddell of ordering more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings from the school district's food provider and then picking up the order in a district cargo van. So that like she's just, hey, you get the food order off the truck and then she just immediately puts it on a cargo van. 
that's provided by the school district. My God. And they don't know what she did with them. She took them and, and they never made it into the school. This all happened during COVID. She would order the wings, then would he even, like I said, take them into the school? And, and a lot of kids, I, if you remember during COVID, especially if you have kids or if you are a kid, listen, I have a wide variety of people that listen to this podcast. I, I look at the numbers. Some of you are young. And I will, I will mold you into a, a whacked out individual <laughs> if you let me. But anyway, remember that like even when you were being taught at home, there was so much food still being delivered to the schools that you could drive up on specific days, if not every day, and still get food. And we took part in that because, it, one, it was free food, and it, we needed to save money, and a lot of people needed to save money. And there was a lot of kids I saw that they're just like, dude, this is like a huge deal. Like, there's some families that that was a huge deal to, to be able to do that. Now, this lady's taking advantage of that whole situation, and she's just like, we're going to order more. At one point, they weren't even halfway through the year, and they realized they were $300,000 over the uh, the yearly budget. They, were, they weren't even halfway through, and they were already $300,000 over budget. Red flag? Yeah, that's a huge freaking red flag you got to have some balls to be stealing. And then two, to be stealing from a school district. And two, one that's just, it, it's a bunch of kids that are really desperate for money. And that's sad. It's so fucked up. I love chicken wings. I love chicken wings. If, I'd be curious to find out what she ended up doing with those. It would be interesting if she turned around and maybe gave them to people in need, like homeless. So then it's just like, Ooh, that's a that's an interesting debate. Did she do something right or wrong? Let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that? Wow. That I I don't I don't know how I'd feel about that if that's what came to light. If there's like, well, she she took it, <laughs> stole it from the kids, but then she gave it to homeless shelters. That would be fascinating. Fascinating if that's what they did. God, I love chicken wings. I'm more of a flats. If I'm going to eat, I hate, I'm not a huge fan. I shouldn't say hate. I'm not a huge fan of eating chicken wings with bones. I'm a boneless guy. And it's it's just more of a, a gross thing. Like, I don't mind eating the meat. <laughs> I just, ooh, you put bones in there, and it's like, it's all too real. It's all too real. This thing used to be walking around, flapping its wings. Now I'm eating it. If it's just the meat, I can ignore that. But I, if, I ha, if I have to eat them bone in, it's got to be the flats. I really don't like the, um, is that, would that be turkey le or chicken legs, whatever? I don't like those. I can eat them. I just don't like them. It's just kind of gross. The top is just gross to me. And I have a buddy, Brian Beard, that I don't know if he still does it, but he used to compete in food eating contests. And like you see him. He was giving me pointers on how to, especially on the flats, on how to manipulate the bones, and you can you can eat the meat like within like a second, and it's fascinating to see. And like he literally cleans the bone, and it's really interesting to see. But 
I I don't like the, the, the legs or the drumsticks or whatever. But yeah, we'll see what happens today when I do that. Hey, real quick, I got to address this. The Denver Broncos finally got their head coach. That, Although the team hasn't officially released that, that it's been done, but it looks like that Sean Payton will be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. I put out a poll yesterday on Twitter if people were excited about it. Yes, no, or eh. And it really was a dominant yes. People were excited. Very small amount said no, they weren't. And then, you know, coming in second, but a good gap between yes was meh. And a lot of people are like, whatever. And to be honest, real quick, the this is what they the Broncos gave up to acquire Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. So the past couple of years, this is what they've done to try to bolster their team. Three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a 2022 fifth-round pick. They gave away Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. That's a lot of movement. Will this pay off? I don't know. I don't know. Because the whole Nathaniel Hackett, Rush, Russell Wilson experiment, that didn't work. We saw the last couple of games with someone else at the helm of the team in uh, Jerry Rossberg, and it looked like Russell Wilson of old, and he played very well. So we'll see if Sean Payton can get something great out of Russell Wilson. And it would be fantastic if come this time next year, if the Denver Broncos are still relevant in the conversation in a positive light, because that would mean the Denver Broncos are back. I was way too excited for Russell Wilson to be the Denver Broncos quarterback, and the Broncos had a shit year. They did. And with a new head coach, an experienced head coach, an accomplished head coach, the sky's the limit. But as I created a t-shirt for the Denver Broncos that says no excuses, nut up or shut up. Okay. That's the Broncos theme for this year. Nut up or shut up. Okay. I don't want to hear it anymore. By the way, speaking of not hearing things anymore, all these radio stations in Colorado, the sports stations that have been going through the potential head coach candidates and spending all this time for the past, well, uh, like month or so just going through, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be this guy. They've already blew their load on talking about Sean Payton. And here's, what's going to drive me nuts is they're going to continue talking about Sean Payton and continuing to talk about this exact same shit that they've been talking about for a fucking month. And that makes me happy that I'm not in that business anymore because Talking about the Denver Broncos 24-7 gets really tiring. And I'm going to talk about this right now. And then next episode, I'm not. And that's fantastic. That's what I love about doing this podcast with you is we can address it. That's fine. If it's relevant, we'll talk about it. But I'm not going to waste an entire fucking month (laughs) talking about the same thing and spinning it around. What's he going to do in the draft? I don't know. Based on his history, this is what he tends to do. <laughs> These are the type of players he thrives with and that he doesn't do well with. I don't fucking care. Just get the season here. 
That's all I want. I, I, I'm mad about the Super Bowl. Don't want the Chiefs to go in there. Those motherfuckers better not win. Eagles, kick the shit out of the Chiefs, please. I am not happy to see uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey's goofy faces. And I don't want to see them. Don't want to see them. Wish they were done. Now I got to watch a Super Bowl with those dickheads in it. They'll probably fucking win, too. Eagles, do your shit, okay? Get those lampposts greased up in Philly because I expect the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's going to be a good game. Can't wait. But yeah, congratulations to the Denver Broncos. It looks like that's all but a done deal with Sean Payton. And it's a it's a positive step. They got a coach, a veteran coach, like we I think the majority of us wanted. And it sounds like that Sean Payton wasn't in wasn't exactly their first choice. But shit, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe those other options weren't gonna work out for the Denver Broncos. Let's go into this this offseason with high hopes and positive thoughts, and maybe the Denver Broncos will turn things around. I don't know. I don't want to be negative about it. I already see people being negative about the hire, but hey, let's try to be positive for once, man. Denver Broncos, let's move in the right direction. It seems like they are. Congratulations. Let's get this shit done. Let's bring back a championship to the Denver Bronco franchise. Broncos country needs this shit. I'm tired of being nobody, okay? Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Thank you so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Blake Street Tavern, you're the best. 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. Got to get your booze on. Go to Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's the right thing to do. Anyway, it's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.